I think I'm gonna start off with like it's too early to sing Christmas carols, right? Silent night, holy night, everything's so bright, motherfucker. Santa Claus is coming to your house. What you gonna motherfucking do? It is Thanksgiving. It's good some some good freestyling there. There you go. I yeah, like it. You're, Thank you. You got some good raps. Every now and then. Hey, this is fun. Um, gobble gobble, motherfucker, gobble gobble. That's what turkeys say. What sound does a tofurkey make? Nothing. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. What sound does a tofurkey make? Hey, everybody. Welcome to Professional You, also known as Slash You, where we're professional as fuck. And we talk about old, campy, sometimes forgotten uh, horror movies made between the years 1977 and 1988. I'm going to be the first one before Andy to say Happy Thanksgiving. Okay. Oh, it's after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Well, people are going to hear this the 29th. Yeah, Monday the 29th. I do want to say this is not Blood Rage. We did that no, last year. That was last year, and Cranberry it was fun. Sauce. It uh, was fun. I like that one. I have it right over there on Blu-ray. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, um, a lot. Of, welcome aboard. I yeah, I brought some of this. Uh, there's a lot of. I did bring a Blood Rage connection to this movie, though. Oh, did you? So I can't wait to dive into. And episode I mean, fifty-four today. I, I feel think like I'm, you were just here. I was, but are it you was, sure it's not fifty-five? No, fifty-four. Pretty sure. All right, cool. Yeah. Well, back at professional you, where I am Nicholas. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I'm going to start going and by I'm Nicholas. Andy. And Andrew. I'm Andrew. Yeah. That's my middle name. I'm Nicholas Andrew. I'm Andrew John. Sorry. <laughs> Let's. We should try to do like one episode where we don't cuss or and, and don't laugh. Okay. And just make it about slasher movies and about how boobs are shown and blood is shown. Like, well, we don't have to talk with that cadence. You could just... It'd, okay, be, well, it'd be like hey, NPR. Blood is know? there. There was yeah. some blood. There were some, some knives. Blood. Yeah, we saw a little bit of boobs. Right. Is that professional breasts. use? We saw some nudity. Frontal female nudity. Frontal, yeah. f- we which we call here at Slashy we call bubes, pubes, and butts. Butts. Pubes. You know what pubes is for, right? Pubic hair. Pubic yep. area. Understood. Um, and there was plenty of that in this movie today. We, we are. Wanna we're looking at night. We're going back to the seventies, Andy. We're nineteen seventy eight. Pretty sweet, man. One hour, 32 minutes. The Toolbox Murders. The Toolbox Murders, 1970-fucking-eight. Oh, you already swore. Oh. Or are we not doing that? Or <laughs> You were just saying, we what lost. if What if we did one? We lost. It's uh, Thanksgiving. This I'm... one's directed by Forgive Dennis it. Donnelly. This was the only movie this guy directed. Really? Uh, I didn't yeah. even look. I, I looked up some things, but I didn't really look up much about the director. He was... Um, yeah, Dennis Donnelly. There's a star in the movie. The detective is played by Tim Donnelly. I imagine that they're related. Yes. Um, they got to tell you, man, some of the worst police work in this movie. <laughs> and, some of, and some of the worst, like, get away, like, no screaming, kind of like, okay, just calm down, Mr. Killer, with a fucking you yes. know, drill bit in yes. your fucking hand. Just be cool, dude. No screaming. No screaming. No really running frantically. Like, I want to bring this up, Andy. 70s movies, like this slasher genre... They seem to they seem to hit a little bit different yeah. than the uh, their brothers their eight their brothers and sisters from the eighties. Yeah, slasher movies, horror movies seem to hit different than seventies. Seventies to me seem to be a little bit more antiquated with detective work and mm-hmm. an action pack mm-hmm. and soft fucking porn. Yeah, we you get to that funk music going. Yeah, and <laughs> I'll never forget Savage Weekend where I was like, "Holy cow!" Seriously, did where was this at? Was this in the seventies? Was this under the slasher horror section, or was this like behind the curtain the where, beaded, where kids the beaded couldn't curtains. go? Yeah. The beaded curtains mm-hmm. where kids weren't allowed to go. 
but that I don't was, know. That was uh, I just kind of wanted to bring that up. So uh, you're saying like maybe somewhere between the late 70s and early 80s, we went through some sort of repression where we stopped getting all sexual in some of these movies. Oh, we still sew bubes and maybe yeah. like and the 80s kids doing it, it, but like but... we. But this is a full on masturbation scene in a bathtub. It's in this movie. Stay tuned. We're going to spoil the whole thing. <laughs> and we're not, uh, I just don't want you guys to think that when we talk about these films that we're trying to be all snooty and like, we're the fucking best. We're professors Nick yeah, and Andy. I mean, if you can't figure that out by now. This uh, could be someone's first. Four and a half minutes in. This could be someone's first if episode. If it is your first episode, welcome aboard. Our first um, episode was Splatter University yeah, back, back in 1986. Go back and listen to it before we put it behind a paywall someday. No, our first. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> we should. Uh, well, yeah, we'll have to talk about that for the when next When do we season. start recording? We, you we and I started, started recording like 1994. Yeah, God. We've been doing yeah, this a before, long time. Before the iPhone existed. <laughs> before even podcast. Yeah, yeah. We, we would just sit in front of each other and, and get a jam box and hit right. play record. Hit play record on a cassette yeah, and, and we would talk about these movies. Nick, why so, you didn't record a spring break jam? That spring break jam was so last year, dickbag. Let's, let's record slash you. Um, there so, are some big stars in this one. Deanne. Yes. Uh, her name um, being, uh, I don't know if you have that on top of. She was our. She, oh, was yeah. our she was our. She was our bathroom tub scene. You need the the actress's name because she went on to actually do Kelly Nichols. She went on actually to have a career in adult films. Okay. In the eighties and early nineties. Well, good for her. She loved the movie poster. She was a third actress. They auditioned because most of the actresses wouldn't do full nudity. They went, yeah. She loved the movie poster because she said it makes my boobs look bigger. All right. There you go. Well, good. She's comfortable in her own skin. Yeah. Good um, for Kelly Nichols. Andy, this movie is like, let's imagine like if this movie, uh, this movie is like uh, if the Brady Bunch and a drive-in horror movie and a pack of Virginia Slims somehow had like a weird sexual encounter and all the spooge and eggs and sperm from that threesome uh, would make this movie. All right. Pack of Virginia Slims. Really painted a picture with your words there. An episode of the Brady Bunch and uh, a drive-in horror movie. This is what this movie is like. Yes, yes. Don't you kind of see it, though? I do. Thank you. Especially with the Virginia Slims. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. Without that, the metaphor wouldn't make any sense. A pack of, I mean, because Virginia Slims, you come a long way, baby. Yeah, it's true. I mean, this <laughs> this true. does have like seventies written on it. There's I mean, plenty of people out there who are not familiar with cigarette advertising. They just don't see it. Or the Brady Bunch, maybe. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but or uh, a drive-in movie. <laughs> yeah, all that. So. Maybe we're getting too old to do podcasts. No, that's not true. Don't ever okay. lock that up right now. This movie was made before you were born. It was. It was actually made before my parents were married. Wow, <laughs> they got married in '79. <laughs> So holy cow! This predates Andy even being a gleam in my father's eye. He he didn't even he wasn't even married to my mom. Um, so anyway, oh yeah, I, I think we should just uh, get right into it with um, the Cliff Kill notes with Andy's Andy's Andy's. Wind it up, Cliff Cliff Kill notes. We're so happy to bring you Andy's Cliff Kill notes here. Slash you Thanksgiving brought to edition. you by plants. If you want to grow something to eat or grow something that has flowers on it. Use plants. And now, Andy's Thanksgiving edition, Cliff Kill Notes. Take it away, Andy Damos. Thanks, plants. You know they provide oxygen, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, there's that. Uh, anyway, uh, a, this movie's real simple. Simple, I thought. Uh, a ski-masked killer is targeting women in an apartment complex, killing them using various tools in his toolbox. But why? And who is it? Is it just another maniac who thinks most women are sinful or amoral? 
Or did the killer suffer from a trauma that's compelling him to lash out and kill people? These are getting so fucking more artistic. Well, Your thank you. Notes. Like, like, is this a good thing? Like, like eloquent? No, like okay. eloquent, like yeah. Pulitzer Prize winning. I mean, yeah. it's like they used to be like, yeah, this killer will go around and yeah. and girls die. Then you see some boobs. <laughs> Thanks, Nick. Back to you. Like now, it's like now it's just it draws it's me like in. It's like a news tease. Yeah. Yeah, it's like... Tonight at eleven, a ski mask killer targeting women. Why and who is it? Tune in to find out. <laughs> I thought this intro was really rad. The opening credits. Uh-huh. First time I've ever seen a movie, but in the 53 that we've seen. Yeah. Uh, 52, maybe. Um, we see a stop in the middle of the opening credits. Only oh, like a freeze frame. A freeze frame death. Yes. Like, I that, actually that, thought that my um, streaming had froze oh, really? and that the audio kept going. I was like, what the fuck? Do I have to restart Yeah, this? no <laughs> doubt. Because I was it confused me too. I was like, this yeah. is different. Because it yeah. just you hear but you do hear like scryer tires screech. Yes. It's uh, uh well we describe what it is. The opening scene is um the opening credits is a, a, somebody driving in a car. Yes, and 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 I, this is what I was going to bring up. Much like Savage Weekend, New Year's Evil, even Blood Rage, Andy, and many more. I know mm-hmm. uh, we get that uh, comparison to film uh, and an audio of evangelical call to the preacher. He's listening to the radio. Yes, yeah. sin, moral, yeah. devil, uh, die, death, fiery pits of hell. Exactly. Yeah, it's one of those um, one of those religious radio shows where they're just an evangelical. Ranting and raving about God. We and do sin. hear a lot of that. Helm fuck Splatter University. There's been a bunch. One. Yeah, but, there's I mean, been a bunch. I just remember that's the theme in a lot of the movies. Yeah, I mean, I know we could go through. <clears throat> good Lord, you know, imagine going through and thinking about <laughs> how many. But you remember Blood Rage, like when yep. the owner of the apartments, apartments owner, yep. like there's a lot. Blood Rage has some similarities to this. That's true. Thanksgiving You're right. movie. Yeah. yeah, Blood Rage took place in an apartment complex. Yes, it did. Oh my God, I just made the connection now. <laughs> I just did too. That's wow. Awesome. So this guy's well, driving along. Cinephiles. We don't see who it is. This no. is the camera's kind of just looking out the window of the car as it drives along a, a, a surface street, you know, a city street, um, with the the preacher music, I mean, not music, tr- preacher ranting and raving on the radio. And you're right, as it's passing a car dealership, the f- the picture freezes, and we hear tires screeching in a crash. That's why I thought that the streaming totally. I, I was watching it. this on Pluto TV, also available on Tubi, but uh, it froze, and and you hear the audio. Um, and the picture kind of shows us that uh, a, a young girl, a young blonde, must female. have been must have been killed in a car accident. Bum bum bum. Yeah, because her body flops out of the car, and they um, have some paramedics loading her on a stretcher with blood, uh, and her hands or falls off the stretcher, indicating she is dead. Yeah, that car just kind of drives by though. The POV shot of the passenger window where the the car is witnessing this accident. Is it a memory? Is, is it, it? Is it this person? Is it driving? real life? Yeah. Well, it happened, but uh, oh yeah. Know, at this point in the movie, is this guy driving in the car remembering that the accident happened right here? I think on he's seeing road? it as it's happening. Oh, okay. He's involved. or it could be memories. It doesn't yeah. say because I thought we would get like five years later, we or didn't. two years later, or no. fucking a day later. You know, nothing. Yeah. But then this is what's interesting. After he drives by and notices. The, the he he or she drives by in the car. The opening credits return. Yeah, so the then words, it just the, you know, yeah they back stop back. Again. I've never yeah. seen like let's pa- let's throw this scene in the middle of the opening credits. Right, right, and then bring them back. Produced by yeah yeah. So so like that's <clears> when you start questioning: Is the person in this car related to the child? Is this going to be our killer? 
If you're a fan of the horror slasher genre, I'm you sure know. you ask yourselves as these movies progress, what's a, what's a gonna happen over what's here? What's a gonna happen over what's here? What's a gonna happen? This <laughs> movie also took place in Providence, New Jersey, a small town outside of Hoboken. Okay. And uh, it's just fake fact news. You fuck. I'm sorry. You, I, I, I can't believe I you brought that. I should have known because you bring up Hoboken like... <laughs> A lot of times, I've never lived in Hoboken. I've never. I think I've start bringing up Plentywood, Montana, because it's just a funny name. But I mean, really, (laughs) Hoboken. Uh, Yeah, it just gets right to this apartment complex. Um, And this apartment complex, El Patio del Segundo, is the name of the apartment complex. The okay, the apartment complex where I don't know what that means in English. The patio of the sun. The soul is sun. Sun segundo. I don't know. Listeners, Spanish-speaking listeners, send us a message. Tell us what I don't El almost patio want to, I, of, I want to know. Alexa, of, what does Del Segundo she's mean? She's going to talk to you. No, El Segundo. Here. No, it's the patio. See? Thank you. According to wikipedia.org, <laughs> El Segundo, from Spanish, means the second. The second. All right. The, the I should have known that. The second First, patio. Primero, segundo. Second. So this is the second patio. Okay. Sorry, everyone. Thanks, uh, Alexa. Um, I should have known that. Damn it. Three so, years of uh, high school Spanish ruined. This is, um, I mean, it just gets right to the We don't I mean, see the guy's face, though. No. He stops. We, he, he opens his trunk, gets a toolbox out, and he goes inside. Yeah, and, he, um, he does it. And, you know, she. this is a lady who seems to be kind of. He, he walks up on a f- potted flowers. Yes. Oh, and I'm then, sorry. Thank you. Yeah. And then there's. Th- this is why I thought the crash was a memory because he walks up on those flowers and we flash to a funeral Damn. where they're obviously burying the young girl who died in the first little. Damn, I had that down. Yeah. Yeah. And he grabs some of the flowers out of the pot and just crumbles them up in his in his gloved hand and lets them fall. So he's obviously upset. I, that's why I was like, okay, this is a guy remembering. This okay, girl yeah. dying. But again, it goes back it. to the point. He's somehow related to the child that died, the young blonde. Because he's obviously upset. Yeah. That died in the car accident. So um, a drunken lady opens the door to her uh, apartment building. I guess she needed something fixed because she knew the killer. She's like, I called yep. you on Monday. Now it's Thursday. You showed up on Thursday. Uh, we. Miss Andrews. Mrs. Andrews. Yeah, that's who this is. Obviously, a... they don't say her name, but you learn it later. So yeah. we're going to spoil the whole movie if we didn't mention it already. But. Uh, yeah, she needed some repair, and this she's obviously recognized this person, and he just gets out a drill and just it starts slowly and coming, starts slowly coming at. She her. doesn't really scream. She's like, "What are you doing?" Uh, that's like, what if, I would say too. No, like, I'd be like, "Somebody I know." I'd be like, "What are you doing with that drill? Why are you doing that? Are you kidding around?" Oh, oh my God, you're not. What? That's it a would weird. Okay, I guess you're right, me. but then like once you tag me, she gets tagged and then she gets in drilled the arm. in the arm. Yeah, and then she kind of makes a light scream, but she never really like like. In the 80s, like, these people run yeah. to death. They'll run their fucking Olympian, like, chariots of fire. Yeah. Uh, just boom. <laughs> Hussein Bolt or Hussein Bolt. Hussein Bolt. Yeah, run. I mean, they're taking off. Yeah. And the killer walks and still catches them. Yeah. This is in no way. This is why I think there's so much difference. I, I don't know what happened where the 70s and 80s went, okay, we different. Yeah. We hit a little bit different. So yeah. she kind of just. She doesn't really scream super loud. No. She Which just is, dies. She, yeah, she gets killed. Well, he knocks her out first. Yeah, a little whack then, on the uh, head, dude. And that's when she gets uh, drilled. Yeah, she just accepts her death, I think. And she gets a drill to the head. And I guess I'm not going to make too much excitement. That's my dick kill shot of the week. Okay, the first one. <laughs> All right. I mean, I just thought because he's it, just blowing it right on the first. I'm well, just kidding. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because I mean, because what I thought was rad yeah. was the uh, drill bit. 
I mean, I just thought yeah. it was pretty cool. I thought they yeah. could have, again, it's the 70s. They maybe yeah. weren't there, you know, as far as thinking think, goes, um, what they can show. But, I mean, they could have really fucked it up more. Yeah, that was one of those drill bits that's wider on the end. I forget what they're used for. Making, you know, bigger but, holes. It's like a boring Yeah, bit. yeah, so you can make, like, yeah. a hole to put wires through and shit. Like, yeah. We, they, everyone knows, I mean, but I thought it was funny. How come when he drills, I thought he was going to get her through the door? Because she yeah. has her back to the door while she's trying to get away from him in her bathroom. He just drills a little hole right next to her head and, like, Hello. Hi, I'm going to open the door now. She kind of gives up and, and yeah. opens the door and comes on in. So that's so, when uh, he whacks her on the head. She gets a drill to the head. Yeah, and he's. Uh, uh, this is where the camera pans from his feet up as he puts on a ski mask. And by the time the camera gets to his face, he's got a ski mask on. Crooked. He's got both eyes looking yeah. out of one eye hole. He has it on crooked. I think it's a goof or it's just shows I don't know. They said, yeah, it's a goof because he does. I mean, yeah. it's maybe he's drunk. Maybe he's yeah. on lewds. And um, he's humming. Yeah. And he. Humming to himself. <laughs> I mean, I guess he's not really like, drunk mm-hmm. if he's into the Lord. But yeah, he's humming himself. And right away, we know it's an old white guy. Yeah. Uh, getting back to the soundtrack of this movie, though, um, one of the best I've heard in the sense that, and I think oh, you and I yeah. agreed on this, the juxtaposition of the kills, like violent kills and blood with this soft, melodic melody, like a country cooner. This song was called, the song was playing while Mrs. Andrews died was called Carolina in the Morning. Yeah, it's Carolina in the morn. Yeah. You know, it's going to be some soft porn. Yeah, it <laughs> reminded me a little bit of like a John Denver yes. song. I recorded the little soft. duet with Deanne masturbating just mm. to kind of show the listener what cool. kind of juxtaposition you get Can't to hear. Can't wait to get to that. But it, it, I mean, <laughs> but it is interesting to me. I thought that was pretty rad. Yes. But again, you know, we it know it happens a lot. Well, there's a different song for each of the uh, women who get killed in this movie. Yeah, they're all kind of into the same thing, and this is, uh, like, I mean, it's nighttime. We just had our first kill with Mrs. Andrews. The uh, party continues as we meet another apartment tenant, Debbie. Debbie comes home, puts on some music. Uh, Foreshadowing, though. catch the song on that, but, yeah, she puts them on on her uh, record player, and she goes in. She has problems with her. She's, what, oh, the. You don't remember the. the, shower no the doorknob she oh, has oh, problems oh. getting in yeah that's foreshadowing huge right there jody called that out. i was like hey that, that might be good because she's having problems getting in her house but she finally gotcha. does get in and it looks like she is yes yeah, gonna take yeah, a shower she, she turns on the shower and there's uh you can see a dark figure on the other side of the curtain and you're like oh no is the killer in the shower stall nope it's a shirt that she had hanging there probably to steam yeah oh totally uh which this part was weird to me she got into the shower fully clothed while it's running yeah to take the to take the shirt down and then proceeded to like undress like oh i'm all wet now i better undress but yeah, and then she didn't take shower yeah she takes her shower cap off like i guess finding her outfit in, in the, the shower, shower? I was like no maybe now, i don't need a shower now i don't feel like taking a shower like i don't understand yeah that. she or was uh, it a roommate because another gal comes in a little bit later. Is no, that, she, are they I, this is when it gets confusing. She, yeah. When they, obviously, we're going to spoil it, Debbie yeah. dies. Yeah. They're like, is she a roommate? No, she was recently divorced. She lived alone. I think it was just okay. a friend. I thought her name was Maria. Maria, it was. Um, so Debbie, but, yeah, Debbie gets killed. The um, yeah. She goes to her door to pick up a Grubhub delivery. And, <laughs> right. um, something outside. Yeah, it looks package like or... yeah, it's like a pizza or something. <laughs> the killer approaches and just gives her a whack on the head. Just walks As... right up. Whack. Yep. And instead of dragging her back in her apartment, Andy, he yeah. takes her to... To like the stairwell. The stairwell. The hallway stairwell. I don't understand why. And proceeds to take the claw end of... Of the, a hammer. Of a hammer and whack the shit out of her. Kills her like that. So there's a second and... person he's killed while they're knocked out. Mm-hmm. What a... You know what? If I'm going to get killed, that's what I want. Knock me out and then kill me so I don't feel any pain. You know what I mean? 
I just want someone to just clamp the fuck out of my nipples really hard. Of course. And no. then, uh, then to take the death. Te- That's just your. Oh, oh. Then, no, they then. Put a belt in around my your life. neck yeah. and slowly choke you. And, yeah, I know what you're into. Play. Yeah. <laughs> play anime porn. It'll be rad. No, uh, but I mean, but then he, after he kills her, he drags her back to the house, which I don't understand. I don't understand, like, he, he oh, because his toolbox was in the hallway. It's well, he could carry explained. his toolbox. Yeah, it's yeah. never explained why he, he killed her in the stairwell and took her back to her apartment. But he takes her back to her apartment. And this is when her friend Maria is trying to get in the the apartment. She yeah. does. And guess who she discovers? The killer. Yeah. And a dead ass. I think Maria, dead. her death was not a premeditation. It was more. Uh, no, just spur of the moment. Yeah. She happened wrong to walk place, in on it. Wrong place, wrong time. She got a long ass Phillips screwdriver. Yeah. She was kind of coming in and like, Debbie, you know, d- there's a thing out here, for, package out here for you. Are you home? What are you doing? Are you home? And just, that's why she just walked in. She almost gets away, but the door, the fucked up door that. Yeah. She couldn't open the door and he like throws her back on the floor. Yeah. Where she kind of writhes in pain, still conscious though. She's kind of like, oh, because she falls on Debbie's yeah, body. But she, yeah, but she doesn't, like, even when she gets up, she's like, no. She's like, oh. And uh, he has enough time to walk over his toolbox nice nonchalantly yeah. and pull out a Phillips head Will you wait right there while I grab yeah. my screwdriver? Lay on the floor and yeah. writhe in pain for a second. I'm going to grab a screwdriver. And then he just comes and stabs her in the gut. And uh, Maria's dead. So we're up to three, three deaths quickly. pretty quick. I just I wrote the same thing, man. Three deaths pretty quick. Uh, again, I, I'm not understanding... It's tough for me, again, as someone that's not a cinephile, but yeah. I would think the idea of the director, the screenwriter, everyone involved in the films, like these girls would be freaking out. These young girls yep. alone in their home at night, a killer with a ski mask would be like, and fight or flight, they would scream, kick, yell. Yep. I just don't, I mean, all three of them going like this, like, ah, oh, leave me alone. And when Maria got- You kiss my neck for a second, <laughs> but then, then you can kill me. And when Maria got thrown to the floor, it's like she was so distraught over landing on her dead friend Debbie that she didn't get back up and run out. That's the, I just don't get it. Uh, there, if it were me, I'd be like, Fight or fight. flight. Like every exactly. every ounce of my energy would be it focused on getting out that door, and the guy has time to just go over to his toolbox and yeah. Oh, not dead. this one. I'm not going to use oh, this yeah, one. No, the no, flathead. No, no. I'll use the flathead. Hold on, on I the left next that one. in my car. I'll be right yeah. back. You stay right here. Yeah. Okay, I'll stay right here. But okay, but I'm going to be crying the whole time. <laughs> yeah. I didn't. I I I will say this. Um, that with these three quick deaths. Yeah. And uh, the killer kind of. After the deaths of Debbie and Maria, he's he's taking a look at the apartment building. I oh. kind of like this shot. Oh, the the music too. Uh, Debbie's got one song. Yep, it's a radio station. Because then there's a brief announcer doing the weather. Just as Maria gets killed, the song changes to a new song, and that's that's another. I just noticed that every kill has its own song. And the radio well, station that's the way. That's the way. To the yeah, yeah, like that's their disco because the the soft Funk. melodic, uh, like country crooner. Mm-hmm. That's our uh, one of our actors we'll meet later. I, I, Got I it. had a diff, but it was just it's very it's very important. So maybe he was like, yeah, because he was a big star back in the day. This is probably like one of his not his last films, but he was like, hey, I'll be in your film if you. I got a soundtrack. All right, you gotta play it. I'm just thinking maybe. And that's then what he it is. and then he goes and looks out the window to. He's looking at you know he's looking for another victim. Young Lori, who is you know I would say probably phone. high school, 15, 16, yeah. like talking on the phone with her girlfriend, and then our young uh, promiscuous. I don't want to say promiscuous because she's just young and fun, but she's, in the unit below Lori. Yeah, she's in the unit below Lori, and she's dancing in the window in her panties, bra and panties, dancing. Just, 
just and like like seductively. I'm not just saying like dancing like like she's no. doing like the jitterbug she's or anything. The, she's yeah, like she's doing the macarena <laughs> right there. Under the boom, da, 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 macarena. She's like uh, ru- she's rubbing her stomach and her <laughs> like she's belly dancing for somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a strip tease or something. Yeah, but she's home alone. I think it's kind of just kind of showing us what kind of uh, occupation. Maybe not a lady of the night, but may, uh, maybe she's but maybe, a stripper. No, we call oh. them sex workers. Strippers are not necessarily stress. Yes. Sex oh, sex. Workers. Okay, adult, adult. Performing <laughs> not all. Artists. Not all strippers are sex workers. Yeah, that's good. Careful there. <laughs> no, but okay. Yeah, but I know what you're saying. There's a, no adult, sex in the champagne An adult room. performer. So all that's right. what I'm thinking they're doing. So yeah. obviously we know the killer is on a mission within this apartment building, mm-hmm. and it seems to be um, targeting young women within this building. Um, and this is when we meet our nice um, minority couple, an older couple. The killer leaves quietly. He leaves Debbie's apartment, and that's when a, a, a neighbor comes taking her trash she, out. Um, she finds blood in the stairwell. Finds blood in the stairwell, and then... Follows it back to Debbie's door. Yep, and starts. And they find the bodies. She calls uh, another neighbor, or is it her husband? Her husband. It's like Bob or something. And, and they both, that's when they find the bodies. And we cut to... Back to Mrs. Andrews as the cops examine the scene, uh, taking photos of the dead body. The cops are at the on. yeah. The cops are at the scene. They, I mean, like Andy said, these these are like the Keystone fucking cops. They're like, is that blood? Yeah. Um. They just of course they're 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 looking at all three bodies and they're really trying to figure out Andy what kind of folk these ladies were like. So what they're kind asking of, yeah. because I thought it was weird. I think it's in Deanne's house. Did the killer place all that pornography? On the That's table, Debbie's. That was Debbie's. Okay, did he hadn't he... killed Deanne at this point. You're right. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. So in Debbie's house, did he lay out the porn? Was it porn or was it Debbie? Wasn't she like a model or something? And that's why. No, well, these I are magazines. Were all, I these... thought they were pictures of her. Mm, I thought she was like a model, and and he and that's why he killed her. Like she poses nude in. I thought that magazines. was our Deanne. I mean, that seems Deanne kind of... was like an actress. But that's like you're telling you're telling me in L.A. Her? there could be an apartment building with two different females that do. Like, yeah. It's very possible. <laughs> I don't think so. Not in LA. <laughs> Highly likely. <laughs> well, I, I okay, I got that it yeah. was maybe you're right. I don't know. Dude, this is why I would tell everyone right now, side note, everyone go watch this flick. For it's the, a good one. For the music. Yeah. Again, like I know not It's that better fancy than word, juxt- others we've watched for sure. I know I say yeah. juxtaposition, but really how they counteract or unite the, the music with the death scenes. But I wanna know if I thought it was magazines, brother. I thought it was like It's okay. These, yeah, I don't know these, either. You know, but it was at porn. It was a good housekeeping. Yeah, it was a, a Reader's Digest and those, an old TV guy. All those porno mags. All those porno <laughs> magazines are covered in blood. No, they were. They, it was. It was. Yeah. It was gratuitous shots of yeah. pubes, butts, and the cops are pretty much asking the neighbors. You know what? What was Debbie's lifestyle like? You know, did she go out much? Who? Who? Did she see a lot of people here? Was she here much? This is general questions. Could anybody be angry with her? Yeah. Think, whatever cops do, you know. Yeah the, co- yeah, the cops are trying to, you know, get witnesses. And so they actually do find uh, Vance Kingsley, who is the owner. We meet Detective Janison. Jameson. Jameson. Sorry. My handwriting. Yeah. J- Jameson. Uh, and, and yeah, they bring in Vance Kingsley, the owner of the building. The old or, white guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's the killer. Yeah, you immediately know he's the killer. <laughs> if you... Even Jody was like, he's a killer. I was like, no, it's going to be someone else. She's like, really, dude? Come on. I was like, the no. Ski I- mask, the ski mask reveals enough of his face. Yeah. Where when he walks in, I'm like, oh, that's the I killer. I was like, no, I just think they would really, they're going to make it that easy. They did. I mean, they did. I mean, obviously, Vance is the killer. And the rad 
a vocalist on this soundtrack, Andy. I know I jumped into that a little early in the yes. podcast, but he is the singer. Like on the, yeah, I mean, it's good. Songs. It's kind of fucking good. Yeah, he's got a nice. Yeah, like you said, John Denver esque. Like yep. that crooner, cr- acoustic crooner, country. Like, Carolina in the morning. Yep. Gonna touch myself true. <laughs> gonna um, touch myself. So, but uh, uh, Vance is there, and as the owner of the building, of course, he wants to help the cops. You immediately know he is the murderer. <laughs> yeah, and he says that he screens all the tenants before they move in. It's a security and building. Blah, it's a secure blah, building. Blah, blah, blah. blah. So, party, you know, party, party. I'll talk about it too later, but this is why the cops are terrible. Um, the, uh, well, no, I'll get to it. I wrote it down later. Later in the movie when... Um, Detective Jameson is looking out with some binoculars. I'll oh yeah, it. no, no, it's, it's, it it's cool. Um, but then it's, it's as next, we're next getting day. next day. Yeah, you know, there's been uh, three murders in the apartment building, El Patio del Segundo apartment yeah, the complex. The second patio. The second patio <laughs> complex. Uh, we meet Lori, Joey, and Mom Joanne. Yeah, mom is uh, Joanne. Uh, she has a son and daughter, uh, Joey, who's probably a senior in high school, and his sister Lori, who I guess would be about a sophomore, junior. Yeah, you're too younger. Um, they're in high school. They're both cute. The Ballard Bro- family. Jo- Brother Joey is like a young, Veril Owen Wilson. Veril, huh? Yeah. Owen, Owen Wilson's not Veril right now. Know. So you have to specify. I guess I'm just trying to use adjectives and oh, shit. Make I it get like it. red. Yeah, no, that's but cool. But doesn't he kind of look like an Owen Wilson? He does. Like, except he for does. the nose, but and he's yeah. like, what? but he's. If you could picture Owen Wilson right now, uh, students of the U, mm-hmm. that's Joey. Yep. And even Owen Wilson for some, minus thirty years. Lori looks like a fucking young Linda Blair to me for some reason. I agree completely. I was like, this chick looks familiar. Linda Blair. Yeah, you're right. From not Hell Knight. Not, not in Hell Knight. Not no. she was older in Hell Knight. Older but in Hell Knight. Like, like in the Exorcist, uh, but not Exorcist. Kind of, maybe a little older. Older, than Exorcist. yeah. Like she really does. She yeah. was also the voice of Lucy Van Pelt in the uh, first Charles Schultz, Peanuts, Snoopy and the Gang, yeah. animation project. She didn't act very long. No, I read. That she didn't even watch the full movie till she did. The, she watched it on DVD and did the commentary. The commentary. She'd yeah. never seen the full movie. She she kind of got out of acting. She said her mom pushed her into acting. She yeah, did she this movie it, yeah. and then was kind of like, I'm done. I don't want to do anymore. Yeah. So. so. She it's, did the voice of Lucy, like you said, and yeah, went on other young, things. I think what she, uh, what did I read? She became like a nurse. I think she went into nursing. Maybe. Yeah, I believe that's what I read. But I mean, you kind of wonder, like, when you, people come back to these movies and want to make oh, eighty slashers, like what we fucking do. Yeah. Like, I mean, how much does she get for like, hey, do this commentary? We'll give you a couple bucks. It's yeah, she probably got you know a couple grand. Maybe two grand. Two two grand. grand. All you have to do is sit there and comment on what you're seeing on the screen. I would take that money. Yeah, I do this for fun. I do this for fun. We pay to do this for free. We pay to do this. We essentially pay to do this. Uh, But uh, Joey and Lori. Support the show. Support the show. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, They're on their way to school. I I Um, thought that their mom was hungover, but it's actually because she works real late. She works late. So she's eight in the morning. I mean, it shows that her and her mom share a room for twin beds so they can give the man of the house, Joey, his own room, obviously. Well, I mean, I'm not saying the man of the house, yeah, but he's I mean, probably bringing chicks home. Yeah. Well, I mean, and so, um, uh, so obviously they're getting ready for school. Yeah. And this is when Lori is walking, I guess, to the bus stop, and a friend comes out of the apartment complex and says, "Hey, Lori, I don't know if you yeah. know, man, fucking people died last yeah, night. Yeah, you know what happened? The cops yeah. are all over the place. That was kind of it. They flash. They we fast forward to that night. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm. Yeah. What else happened? Extremely fast. Yeah. The it day was is morning. done. <laughs> Lori went to school. Now it's nighttime again. Now it's fucking nighttime again. And yeah. Deanne, who was the pretty lady dancing in her panties and bra, that's her name's Deanne, is getting ready for a bath. 
Um, as she gets ready to, um, and the killer's walking around humming with yeah. his, he's humming. He's walking around on the prowl. I said with his toolbox, he's obviously, he's obviously humming his favorite song. It's kind of like, you know, just working along. How about this? I'm just kidding. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what you're, humming. I, I, sometimes I get lost in this podcast. Like, no, it's okay. I, sometimes I feel like I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Well, but the killer I, just hums as if it's, you know, somebody going off to work. And I don't understand this. Yeah. Andy, again, I know I brought this up at the beginning of the fucking podcast. Welcome to Slash You, fucking Nick. That's Andy. <laughs> what? Um, 70s horror movies are like softcore fucking porn. I mean, it is. this isn't like a scene. This isn't like a scene where she's like naked in the bathtub and she's like, oh, you see a hand go down to her groinal. Groinal is the pube area, her groinal area. <laughs> it stays down there for like, you're watching this for like a few minutes because... Yeah. I do want to. This it's is kind under, of under the suds, but yeah. Deanne oh, that was the name, was that the name of the song? No, it's Pretty Lady. Oh, okay, this is this is the song. I called Under the Suds. <laughs> that would be a rad name. Under the, the Suds. So this is kind of like a. This is our killer Vance in real life singing, and I guess one of his friends. You know, we. I mean, it's got a Dolly Parton esque to it, but. Oh, you're playing the song. Yeah, she's masturbating okay. too. Oh, Pretty Lady. Again. Let me see your penis true. Make me into more than just a friend. It reminded me of like Islands in the Stream, totally. Dolly Parton and Kenny Rogers. That's a yeah, singing that's about a, love. Yeah, what do you call yeah. Dolly Parton in the bathtub? Islands in the stream. There you go. Get it because of boobs. I get it. All right. So anyway, it just was again. I know I bring up that that unification juxtaposition, whatever. Like, juxtaposition. Yeah. She is sitting there playing with herself as a killer is breaking into her house. He opens. Um, he he opens the door and then cuts the chain. Yep. To get in, and walks into the bathroom. And so she is interrupted, and so a struggle ensues. She doesn't scream though. Yeah, she just runs off. Fully, I mean, this big she's, dude with a nail gun and a ski mask walks into your bathroom when you're you're stark naked, touching yourself. I would scream. I, I would, would go, too. Hey, what the fuck are you doing? And, and I'd start yelling, and I, she she doesn't scream. And if it was '80s, you're right. She would tear she would tear off screaming. And I mean, you're murder. in an apartment building. Mm-hmm. They even try to make one of those lines. Well, this this apartment building is really well, pretty soundproof. Yeah, insulated, so we don't hear shit. Bullshit. I really think she could scream. Yeah, and yeah. you would hear something. But anyway, that that said, a struggle does ensue between um, our he's our chasing mas- her all over. Yeah, our masturbating friend and our killer Vance, the owner of the building. He shoots. Uh, it's one of those nail guns that shoots one at a time. Yeah, he shoots and misses, and, and he, has he has to, to reload, reload it. it. It's an old school '70s yeah. nail gun that it, that somebody made the uh, a silenced uh, gun sound effect. Pew! Over, like, <laughs> That'd be funny I, Star I don't Wars. think they sound like Star that. Wars. Yeah, it's pew, pew, pew. <laughs> yeah. But so she she does finally get to her bedroom. Like she doesn't try to run the house. She just runs from her living room to the bedroom, thinking that maybe he won't know where she is. She jumps on the bed again. She's fully nude. Yeah, and she's like, please. Uh, pl- please, but b- put it down. Please don't. So he jumps on the bed with her, and this is where, like, I think, like he, this killer Vance, he has a basement full of sins in his brain too, because yep. Andy, he tries to grab her boob. Yeah, and she falls off the bed, and then he has like a flash of, of that girl falling out of the car that we saw in the memory at the beginning of the movie, and that's it's almost like he snaps out of it. He's like, oh yeah, I'm here to fucking kill you but i mean but he wouldn't grab his daughter's boob i mean no, well, of course there's get it. incestual things there that are. happen in horror we'll movies about, but yeah i don't understand like he gets her in the gut 
Yeah, he nail. gets her in the gut as she tries to run off after he tries to grab her boob. Yeah. And she finally does kind of settle down. And then he... Did you see the uh, sign on her toilet in the background? Mm-mm. He gets her in the gut and as she stumbles away from the frame of her bathroom. She has a sign on the on the toilet that says, VD is spread by toilet seats. No way! Yeah, I tried to freeze it and get a screenshot, <laughs> but um, is it though? Yeah, I, I, no, I don't think it is. I think that was an urban legend or something they maybe believed back in the day. Maybe VD is spread by toilet seats. I just heard it when I was a kid, like, oh, if you use a rest stop bathroom, you might get herpes. Yeah, it's like, they eh. always had those. Yeah, you can't go swimming after you eat for thirty minutes or mm-hmm. the gum in your stomach. So she, I saw like she had a, a signed beer, five cents a glass, and then she had one parking for Tower Records. But she I had a poster see... with herself yeah. on it, which so, actually one of the missed nails hit that poster right, right, in, the right in the neck. And yeah, after he got her in the gut, she fell down and he he hit her in the head. I guess that's my dick shot kill of the week. Hey, sure. hey dick shot kill of the week. Because um, she was dying. These aren't too exciting for me. No. I mean, they're rad, but it's just like the end of the movie. She was dying. This is a disturbing movie at the end. With the nail in the gut, she was dying. When he hit her in the head, her body gave one last big twitch forward. Yeah. And there's a splatter of blood that comes up on the back of her head on the poster. As was... the song ends, as they fade off that scene, the song ends. It really is cool how they put the music lady. together. And I, I will say again, and I didn't bring this up um, in the beginning, this one was weird for me. It started taking weird twists and turns. Like, it wasn't just a simple slasher horror movie from the late 70s. It got dark. Yeah. It, it got did. dark at the end. And of course, yeah. we're, we're going to get you there sooner or later. Yeah. But again, Masturbating Girl is no longer Dead. with us. And remember, uh, this Deanne, she lived in the apartment unit below Lori and Lori. Joey and their mom, Joanne. Joanne. So uh, are we, next. W- yep, we're, it's that same night. Lori's on the phone with her girlfriend and I think it's, it's a boyfriend, a li- I thought. Well, I, maybe, <laughs> maybe you're right because she does admit she has a boyfriend, but I just love that she said, my mom thought when I was, when I, my mom tells me when I'm her age, I'm going to be divorced with a bunch of kids. Oh, like what a okay. what a great mom inspiring her children, yep. like totally, you know, bartending, which is rad, <laughs> but she... I don't like how they put a female, an adult female that bartends would make fun of her children like that. They're not painting Joanne to be a great mother. I thought she was a deadbeat because earlier she she's in bed, like, I'll make you breakfast. I was like, oh, she's drunk. I hung over yeah, late yeah. in bed. That's actually a good and call. And now she says, Lori says, like, my mom says I'm going to be Yeah, divorced, divorced with, with a bunch, bunch of kids when I'm her like, age. So I'm like, okay, their mom's a deadbeat. Yeah, this but, would this would be good to get all cinephilish yeah. with. But, you know, that's, that's another podcast. We don't need to. Yeah. Here comes the killer. Just walks in. Our, Van, here comes Vance. Doesn't yeah. kill her, just grabs her. Grabs her. She she spills Jeez. spills Diet Pepsi on the floor, and, and he grabs and takes her. Yep, and as he carts her off, like minutes later, her brother Joey enters the apartment building looking for Lori. Hey, Lori, where are you? Why'd you leave the door open? And Mom seems kind of whiskey-bent. Mom's probably high on some shitty fucking <laughs> weed. And she's like, pour me a Dr. Pepper, you Mom fuck. Mom comes in. <laughs> pour me, yeah, get me something cold to drink and go out and find your sister. Yep. And so uh, I guess she's kind of worried, but I think maybe after work, like she goes out, maybe gives like like maybe a couple hand jobs for a couple shitty so? joints. Is that what you like think Joanne full does? Full of seeds and stems. I don't think so. Well, you don't know. No, I don't. But Joey give, brings her some Coke, the drink. <laughs> Dr. Pepper, actually. It was a Dr. Pepper. Yeah. yeah. And uh, But she's asleep. And just then, some screams happen outside. Because Screaming the neighbors, is outside. Yep. They have found Deanne's dead body in the apartment unit below. So we've got uh, Joey and um, Joanne 
run out there. Uh, like what's going on in the, in the unit below us. And that's kind of when Joanne is like, has anyone seen my daughter, my daughter, Lori, she's missing. So, and yeah, and Joey's dun, like, dun, well, dun. I can't find her either, but the cops are back at Deanne's house and they're trying to, fi- everyone's trying to figure out what her past was specifically Deanne's. Like, did she have boyfriends? Was did she, she have promiscuous? Yeah. yeah. Did she have pimps? Did she have drug right. dealers? Did she, one of the have, cops specifically uh, asks, she a Jehovah's a, the, Witness? yeah, this is where the one neighbor says, yeah, these units are pretty soundproof. Yeah. And, uh, the guys but seem the- very uncomfortable answering the question but about he her did, sex life. He, but when the cop says, did you, isn't it weird? Like, it'd be weird if I was your neighbor and unfortunately if you did pass away like due to a murder and someone said, Nick, do you know what Andy's sex life was like? Yeah. No. But but he did say, I've always wanted to be in here. Like, I, I feel like he wanted to touch boobs That with guy definitely saw her like, dancing in front of her window. He's an in old her guy. Like, <laughs> and he's probably in his He 60s. was uncomfortable saying that. Yeah, he's a good... Yeah, he's, and she's in her 20s. <laughs> yeah. So he's probably seen her, like Andy said, yep, dancing, dancing in her panties. And, and he's probably like, man, I've always wanted to come in here. Right. And he's no, going to go home and whack his <laughs> shit off so, so now a cop is asking him. He's just like, well, I, I work most of the days and, you know, I don't yeah, really know I'm much about her. I've never jerked off to her. Definitely have never seen her dancing in front of her window. <laughs> That's not Vaseline in my night on I mean, my nightstand. So, yeah, it's um, a, But they do finally get Lori's bo- or Deanne's body to a uh, the autopsy. Autopsy, and it confirms they find the nail in nail her gun. head. Nail gun. Nail her head, and then the detective questions Joey, Sar- Sergeant Cameron, and uh, or Detective Cameron and Sergeant Jameson uh, are grilling Joey. They think maybe he's involved in the murders at his apartment building, you know? Yeah, because they're asking him, uh, what do you do when you go out at night? You know, where have you been the last couple nights? Things like that. Um, Because, I mean, he's a young... They don't really have anything. He's a young Owen Wilson-looking motherfucker that, you know, good-looking kid. Uh, Where were you last night? Well, I was out late with some friends. What about the night before? Uh, Your mom said you were home, but Joey's like, well, I got hungry, so I went out and got some food. Well, your mom said you were home. Well, which is it? I kind of lied to her, you know. So okay, so Joey's looking a little guilty here because he's been alone when he's out. There's nobody that can support his alibi because they're saying like, Joey, listen, man, you're a young dude. You like girls, yeah, yeah. You've never noticed these hot fucking young chicks dancing in your window, Maria, Debbie, Debbie. Deanne, yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean. And he's a teenage kid. I, 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 if I, I was Joey's age, it would, I would know. Every hot girl in that apartment. I lived complex in a condo complex and where they lived. When I and uh, that's mm-hmm. another story, but oh, yes, sure. it does happen. You can tell me off the mic. Yes, I will. <laughs> um, but this I thought was too was great though when they come in and say, "Hey, Joey, how's your morning?" He's like, "Oh, I live in an apartment complex where three people are dead and my sister's been kidnapped. Pretty good. How's your morning going?" Yeah, what a little jackass. <laughs> no, I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. How was your morning going? His delivery. <laughs> yeah, I thought, yeah, his delivery was good. But um, Was uh, Detective Jameson wearing his gun backwards <laughs> in this scene? <laughs> did you notice? Jody did. Yeah, he's got his but, gun in a holster on you, his but left you side. But he would grab it like this. Would he grab from his cross? Yeah. He'd grab it with his right is, hand. That's a whole thing. On his left side. Cross and grab like... If I you're thought going when, down, they, when they did the cross crab, it was more higher up, like under their maybe, armpit. Yeah, but I he's think, got it on his belt. I think it was on his waist. I think it was backwards just yeah. to play placate what you and Jody saw. Yeah. It's like when the cover of the movie Thrashing with a young Josh Brolin, his truck, his wrist guards are on backwards and his trucks are on back. It's just funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're they're uh, they're just trying to grill Joey. They're trying to paint it on him, but um, they got nothing. They got nothing. So. Is it the next? Yeah, it's got to be the next day. It's because it's a bright, sunny, beautiful day. Right at uh, El El Patio del Segundo, and this is where we meet Kent Kingsley. 
Uh, yeah, Joey walks into... It looks like a young Greg Brady. He does. Joey walks into Mrs. Andrews' apartment, where she, you know, she's the first victim of the movie. Why was he going in Because he, he told, he left the scene with the detective, like, I'm going to find my sister myself. And Detective Jameson's like, you do that. Go yeah. right ahead. And you so he's going to uh, Mrs. Andrews' place, which is no longer a crime scene, apparently, because you're right. We meet Kent, who is Vance's nephew, and he's been tasked with cleaning the place up. Yep. My uncle wants his place cleaned up, repainted, uh, before a ton of people start moving out. Yep. Uh, you know, he's, like Andy said, uh, cleaned up the murder scene. He's doing it for extra cash. Uh, yeah. Extra cash. And I think it's really cute, Andy, that Joey and uh, Kent... Like trying to play like little junior detectives. Like, yeah, they're, like, they're looking like, at they're the like blood doofy. stains. Like doofy, yeah. like I'm doofy, like yeah. I'm fucking a vacuum cleaner over here. Hey Joey, check out this uh, blood stain here. Yeah, it doesn't. It looks like he didn't kill her here, but this this blood is like tracked on his footprints or something. Like okay, CSI. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that'd been like great. Like, CSI El Segundo. Yeah, CSI Del Patio yeah. de El Segundo. <laughs> like on the shag carpet they have in the seventies, it's like he takes off his sunglasses. <laughs> Someone looks like they got shagged last night. Yeah. CSI Miami reference. <laughs> the outline I thought was hilarious. Do they still do body outlines? It was a body outline, you know, the chalk outline. Yep. But yep. I thought that's what photos were for. For I don't know. Nick, I don't know. But it was hilarious. He's like, look, this is where the body died. Yeah. Oh, look, this and is you, where the body was. Yeah, no shit. It's, a, it's like an eight-foot yeah. blood-stained outline. Yep. Anyway. Um, He's got to clean up. Kent is oddly unaffected by the fact that he has to clean up all whoop. his blood. Doesn't seem to bother him because Joey's like, you've got to do – like, this doesn't bother you? Like, you have to clean up blood. Nah, I'm all right. I'm fine. Okay. But they team. they decide to team up. To find Laura. Well, I mean, it seems like, you know, they're, they're friends. I can't tell if they're just acquaintances or they're good friends, but um, of course they seem to know each other. Small little community. Yeah, they probably uh, go to school together. And like, uh, you know, maybe they're in another apartment. El Patio del uh, Trace. Primero. Trace? El Primero. The first one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but this is also where Kent tells Joey about his cousin, Kathleen. His uncle hasn't been the same. Because his uncle Vance of course, who owns the building, who's our killer, mm-hmm. hasn't been the same since his daughter died. Yeah. Kent's cousin. He's on some so, pills you know, or something. And, yeah, he's yeah. A, she, she's sophomore, kind of small, kind of pretty, and, you know, yeah, she's really, yep. really, really pretty, pretty, pretty. Kent looks sad about it, obviously. I mean, it's his cousin, so, yeah, he, so he was sad. Joey's just like, oh, yeah, I remember hearing about that. And, but he's like, well, maybe you can help me out, Kent. Yep. I want to help you out. Let, let's, be, let's, be, let's be a little junior detective. Let's be CSI little, guys. Little junior detectives over here. Yeah, Joey and, says, let's get some, uh, what do you say, some solvent and adhesive, and we'll go break the police. Solvent and glue, I Glue think. or something. We'll yeah. break the police uh, barricade at um, Deanne's house. At Deanne's place. They want to try uh, to find some clues about evidence. Lori. Evidence. Evidence. Dun, dun, so they dun. break. Let me see your boobs, number two, number two. They break into Deanne's place, which is still an active crime scene. Uh, to try to look around, but all they find is a sex toy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> a breadstick. Joey finds a breadstick. <laughs> on the... Jody, she had like... a she had an electric breadstick on the floor. And... Looks like that's not a breadstick. I was like, is uh... that a reference to this is a cranberry sauce? Like I didn't. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I guess it kind of looked like a breadstick. He picks it up and he tosses it to to Kent. Like, hey, Kent, Kent, and he goes, "Ooh, gross!" I, like I would have probably put. Okay, I just okay. smelled the shit out oh of that. Oh my thing. god! What? Right. Why is that gross? Because man, you wanted to be professional and. <laughs> no, I was saying smell the bed covers to make sure there isn't any. Oh, the breadstick of... bed covers. No, you're thinking I was smelling the woman's toy? Yeah. I really was. Yeah. But no. 
I'm trying to be professional. Kent uh, like recoils. He's like, "Ew, yeah. gross!" and drops it. Yeah. They um, but they also find that there's evidence of a nail gun. Kent notices a nail gun got her, got her, and sort of uh, seems lost in thought for a second. Yep. Do you think he's got some ideas who the killer is? I. It's like the nail gun. He said he goes. It's like the kind you'd use to and trails off, and then he starts to wonder. Kent hmm. is a paradigm that I can't figure out. Again, listeners, students of the slash you, uh, it does take a dark turn. Mm-hmm. This one takes a dark turn for me. Like sure does because it's quick. It's a quick dark turn. It's a disturbing dark turn. And I don't like it. That's why I almost didn't have a dick kill shot this week. Oh, you just kind of lost. Because it really bummed the me out of the turn you yeah. off. Yeah. So um, uh, we're back to uh, Joanne. Joanne well, Ballard. Yeah, Joanne Ballard, Laurie Joy's mom, a bartender. I mean, I'm uh, uh, a server at a small bar in their community, probably where all the tenants from El Patio del Segundo go to hang out. And she's the, just opening it up for the shift. She's opening up for her shifts, and yeah. the, the bartender comes up to her. Maybe he's the owner, but he's the bartender. He's, he doesn't yeah. want her there. He's like, hey, go be with your family. Yeah, you don't he, have to be here. You don't have to be a, yeah. a kid. Tells her she can go home, but she's got to keep busy. Yeah, she's like, I can't. I got to keep my mind off Lori. I, Andy, I do love the name of the bar. What was it called? The Late Edition. Oh, That's I didn't cool notice name. that. Yeah, I did. I just thought it was a cool name. I saw the Miller High Life neon sign. Yeah, they got like a little uh, St. Bernard, like with the whiskey thing. I always thought it was funny. Like if you got in an accident, like in the 60s and 70s, Mm -hmm. if you got in an accident, like if Susie Chapstick knocked you off your fucking ski poles and you fell in the mountains in the 60s and 70s, a St. Bernard with a barrel full of whiskey would come save you. Yeah, that was the old trope or the (laughs) belief anyway. He's got the whiskey. I don't want whiskey. I need a doctor. Keep you warm yeah, in the so, mountains. Yeah, maybe that's what it I was. that's but, what it was. So the party, uh, uh, Joanne is going to start getting the party rocking at the late edition. And she Same says to her boss there, you know, Lori's close. I can feel it. She's still alive. She's close. Mm. Um, okay. That's a good call. Um, so later that afternoon, while mom's opening the bar, Joey... Uh, and Kent. And Kent pull up to Kent's Vance's house. Uncle Vance. Um, this where that where this is shot. This is the same neighborhood where they shot the movie E.T. the Extraterrestrial. The same house neighborhoods. I don't believe you. Damn it! I yes. got you once, and I thought that was good. That was and a look, good one. It looked good because if you do watch E.T., I yeah. mean, it's that same like kind of lower valley California homes, but um, yeah. they're just there to pick up some paint, they pick, some yeah, rollers. They got to go clean up the blood. They're in the garage. So, and... and this is another goof. They go into the garage and it's completely dark, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, same shot. Now it's all lit up. Like, how can they see? Like, they didn't turn know. on a light. Just, you get the cat trope. Yeah, the screaming cat falls out out of the garage. Uncle Vance pops in from the house. It's an attached garage, and he pops in. He's real creepy looking. Hardly says anything. Yeah, because he's on, Kent, he don't, he's on ludes. Well, he's yeah, because Kent goes, "Hey, Uncle Vance, it's me, Kent." You know, like you don't recognize your own nephew. It's me, Kent. You know, we're just here. We're not robbing you. Right? It's me, yeah, because he's me. Kent. You're right. He does yeah. look fucking kind of like, he's dude, like, he's going to kill me. Yeah, yeah. And so Kent explains, it's, and this is my friend Joey, and we're here, we're, to get, out. we're here to get some paints, rollers to paint. Joey's going to help me. And Kent's got, or Vance has a couple of 20s. Yeah. And he just pays them, and he says, $20 in 1978. It's yeah. probably a lot of money. Gives fucking... them each 20 bucks. He gives them like 40 bucks. I bet, and yeah, that's, it. I bet that's like today, that would be like $1,486. Got to be close. Close. I mean, it's got to be that. I, I mean, don't know the exchange crazy. rate, but maybe some of our slash you eggheads math students. <laughs> we, can we got one out. right here, Alexa. Yeah. Hey, but he hands the boys money and tells them to beat it because yeah. he's making lunch. And I love, he's like, Joey's Joey. like, well, that sounds terrific. Yeah. Like, invite yourself over much, Joey. <laughs> 
You want a fucking free peanut butter and jelly, you little fucking slacker? The polite response would have been, oh, well, we'll leave you alone then to eat your meal. <laughs> yeah. You know, instead, he's just like, that sounds great. Well, his mom gives yeah. hand jobs for shitty fucking joints oh, in so the parking thinks, lot, yeah. so he can't... <laughs> He can't get that much to eat, but uh, the boy after the boys take off, Andy, his Vance's personality turns into a happy one. There's an ominous shot of the toolbox laying in the garage as the boys leave. Yeah, but but his personality, uh, yeah, you know, of course, but we already know he's a killer. Yeah, and Vance is in the uh, kitchen, and he's, uh, he watches started, the boys leave, driving away, happy. and he's humming mm-hmm. a happy hum. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and we cut to a bedroom. It's a close-up picture of we assume to be Kathy, his dead daughter, Kathleen. Yeah. Uh, Kathleen and it zooms out to see Lori tied Lori! and gagged on the bed. She looks scared. She looks scared as fuck. She does a real good wide-eyed scared look. She yeah, she has to do this a lot in the film, obviously. But uh, he has her tied up in a bedroom. Yeah, and uh, in a nightgown. Yeah, she changed her clothes. But it's a light tie-up. I think, girl, you could get out. Yeah, it's kind of like 15. ribbons. Or, she's 15. Know. She's probably scared shitless. Yeah, gagged. Uh, but, I mean, like, she could go like this with a gag. No, it's real tight. It's real tight oh, in Because uh, when he takes it out, yeah, there's marks see, on yeah, marks. Face. Yeah, I guess, but it doesn't seem like she still could be like this. Hey, can I get some yeah. help on my hand? She could be like, yeah, yeah, God, yeah, help. yeah. I sound like that Jim Carrey guy. He's making her a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and a glass of milk and comes on in with uh, one of those little portable... Lap tables. Uh, this go talking ahead. to her like he, he he knows it's Kathy, or I'm sorry, he knows it's Lori. But, he's but by the end of the scene, he ends up talking to her as if it's Kathy. I like at the end of the scene too. She's trying to play that plays along, plays along that like uh, he, she calls him daddy. Like daddy, don't tie me back up. Right, daddy, don't put the gag on. Like I thought she was trying to be kinky, but no, she's really trying to call him daddy, <laughs> like like father. So she's like, hey, dad, don't do that. It like, is. It is a, an, a very smart thing for her to do, I think. He, this was talks to her. This is a scene where he talks to her about how it's a bad world. Uh, if you get rid of the evil, then all that's left is good, and that's why he had to kill those people. He goes. Oh, over, he tells her why he kills. Uh, he had to go over how Mrs. Andrews was a dirty drunk. She's a dirty, yeah, totally. Uh, Deanne did terrible things. Terrible things to her, to her own body. body. Unnatural things. Unnatural things. He repeats it like six times. Yeah. Unnatural things. I mean, yeah, so masturbation. He, remember, students, unnatural. Never unnatural. masturbate. Don't do it. And then he... Uh, I'm masturbating right now. Just he so didn't you know. really... You are. I could tell. Uh, <laughs> moving under the table. Uh, he didn't really quite narrow down why he killed Debbie. I think I, I was wondering about that but, too, but he did say like she was like not living a perfect life. They only that's thing they why said I really thought her, her and Maria were roomies, and but, they were yeah, you know, and maybe he had a he had a problem with her and Maria. No, no, I know if they they were having a, a wonderful relationship, that's rad. I I just think he was like pissed about the divorce. Okay, pissed about I don't another thing too, which I'd like to bring up at the end. Like we never really hear about Kathleen. And Vance's wife and mom, like oh, we... Vance's mom, Vance's wife is and, or, just not there anymore. She's not yeah. there, and I mean, and Kathleen's not there. So, Andy, great point about he's kind of giving the backstory about all this. His daughter, Kathleen, he is now trying to substitute Lori for to yeah. for his daughter. This this was an eight minute monologue, almost it was. ten minute monologue. It was ten good. minutes. It was good. The first time, yeah. The second time, I was like... You fast forward. Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> he feeds her the sandwich. Sings about He sings Jacob's Ladder to himself a little bit, which is a hymn. That's, yeah. a, good, that's a good he one. He quotes the Bible. I meant to look up the what he quotes. I don't know if it's a real quote or not, but... He, he, oh, it, John 15, 12. Yeah, right. He's, he's using it to justify his, his killing, if... 
You know, something like if one of thy members is bad, you must cut it out. Yeah, something oh like yeah, yeah, that. right on, right on. Using it to justify the killing talks about everyone who's who's being nice to him now. The police saw me this morning. They were really nice to me. Because he lost his daughter. Yeah. I wish they would have done that thing that we've always seen in every fucking slasher movie it seems like we have here on Slash U hmm. 10 years later. They, even if they would have they said yeah. a week later. Right. I, I, a year I, and a half later. Exactly. You know? Yeah, there was nothing. Two hours later. Right. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, just give me some, give us some kind of but like leeway to what's going on. By the end of him, his monologue telling, uh, by the end of him a saying, monologue. everybody yes. is being so nice to me now, that's when he starts calling her, Lori starts calling her Kathy. So he transitions from knowing this is Lori and I have kidnapped her and tied her up to at the end calling her Kathy, yeah. you know, I love you, Kathy. I'm going to take you. You're safe care now. You. You're, You're safe, safe You'll now. never have to worry about you all You won't the, have to worry about, yeah. The bad the shit bad that's going on. Son. So we um, had back that night. That's we when had, she plays along. And yeah, with the daddy. Me. Please don't tie me up again, daddy. Yeah, daddy, and don't, my wrist hurt. But we uh, we flash, uh, we, we fast forward to back to the bar, the late edition. Andy, the party is bumping. Yep. Bourbons and tab are being poured. Uh, <laughs> shitty fucking beer, cocaine. Great funk slap bass music. Yeah, like, you know, people are smoking crappy grass in the parking lot. Lots <laughs> of quaaludes on the table. Joanne works the crowd like a seasoned veteran. Everyone's dancing, having a good time. God damn it, I wish I was there, Andy. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I wish I was there partying and dancing with everyone at the late edition. But I wasn't because I was only five years old. I mean, only not born at the it's time. Okay. It's okay. Um, but this is gets weird for me, Andy. Agent Jameson a- appears at De- the bar. Agent. Detective Jameson. Detective, sorry. He's not FBI. I don't sorry. give him that much credit. Sorry. He's it, a shitty detective Cannabis, at best. F- Cannabis 48, Nick 3. <laughs> yeah. Detective Jameson appears at the bar. He wants to talk to Joanne uh, yeah. about Lori. Yeah. Andy, this is what I'm thinking that, that does he want a little piece of that mom? I don't think so. Well, okay, okay. I'm going to. I didn't get the impression, but go ahead and support your argument. Uh, he's like, well, I, she, he's like, well, I want to talk to you. I know you're busy. What time are you going to work? Not till after two. Well, I get off at one. I can hang around here if you want um, and then hang around. She's like, no, detective. I'd much rather get this down now and get home with to my kids. Yeah. And she's yeah. like, can you give me a couple minutes? So yeah. they find a booth. And yeah. he's like... He's at a dead end. Yeah, and but the conversation still... Then they go sit at the table, and he's just trying to get some information. And so then he says, like, well, hey, maybe I can come over later and talk to you. And she's like... She shakes her head. No. Okay. I can see it. I didn't really pick up on that, at least on my second I don't think Jody either. did either. Because, like, you know, uh, again, everyone knows when I, when I mentioned Jody, she's my lovely wife. I watched, We watch these movies together, and she'll yeah. pick up shit. But I definitely did. The first time, I was like, holy cow, yeah. he wants some of that uh, sniffy So mom. this idiot, and I'm going to call him an idiot, is is uh, investigating this woman's missing daughter. He's trying to invite he's himself. on her. He's, yeah, he's trying to get private time with her too much. Yeah, he's a moron. If uh, if any of you students, again, this never happens, but I'll this go ahead and throw it out there. Case. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if you guys think differently, yeah. head us up on Instagram. I don't sure. think anybody ever does, though. Do people listen to us, you think? I think we have some listeners. You guys right. can email us, too, slash you podcast at gmail.com with your thoughts. Okay, so then, okay, and real quick, Andy, this is, again, where I brought up the, this this film taking a different dark turn. This is where it starts happening for me. We cut to Kent, who is snooping around his uncle's house. It's nighttime, of course. Um, and he's he climbs over the back fence, and he gets up into the window that is right above the bed where Lori is tied up. Does he see her? That was my question for you. That's not my question for you. I don't that think he sees question her. For everyone. She sees him. She in a, sees him in a reflection in a, a mirror because he's tapping on the window. But why is he tapping? I thought he was tapping because like, hey, Lori, I'm fucking here. I don't know. I don't think he sees her, but I don't, I can't explain the tapping, but she sees him. So, because later 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. She thinks he's rad, but so maybe that's what we should come to the conclusion now. Instead of always depending on our students. Yeah. I don't think he saw. I don't her. think he saw her either. Um, because she was down, but so everyone just kind of understand he's like he's he's above the bed, and but so you would she still would be, see her feet. She would be against the wall. You would. Yeah. St- her he'd head see. was against the wall. The bed yeah. was going out. Yep, from the window. Yeah, vertically, I guess, from what he's looking at. You, he would see her fucking feet. You would. I think he went here. He he went here in the first place because after he trailed off looking at the nail, he might suspect his uncle of foul foul play. Again, like I said, otherwise that's the only thing to me that explains why yeah, he's here. I, again, right like I said, like three minutes ago, it really starts taking a, a dark <clears throat> turn here. Yeah, uh, he uh, Kent has to split from the window because Vance comes in the room. Uncle Vance comes in. Uncle Vance, our killer, comes in. He lays on Lori, uh, and the only thing I really got, uh, like he s- starts singing a song, and I don't know this song. I feel like a motherless child. Yeah, I feel like a motherless child. Nice, you're really nailing it. Is okay, that the same song you. he's been thank humming you. this whole time? Maybe, mm-hmm. but this is obviously not freaking out Lori. Oh, yeah. She's got the whitest whites of her <laughs> eyes. Holy look. shit. She is scared. Um, She's so scared. If I were Lori, I would just poop my pants. I would just that, poop I always, all over the place. I feel like if that's what I would do, too. To try um, to get him to untie me and clean me up and give me a chance to escape. I would just poop and pee. <laughs> I, I do, too. Like I feel like if someone's coming to me, I would just pee all over myself. <laughs> Because that's what I would do if a bear was attacking me. (laughs) Sometimes I feel like a motherless child, also motherless child, is a traditional uh, Negro spiritual. It dates back to the era of slavery in the United States. An early performance of the song dates back to the 1870s by the Fisk Jubilee Singers. So Uncle Vance was culturally appropriating uh, slaves. Yep. All right. Good for him. Um, It's further reinforcing that he's a bad dude. Um, so like maybe yeah. his mom, his mom has died too, I guess. Or maybe he's no, a motherless child. Yep. Maybe it's Kathleen. Fuck. I'm getting, I'm getting too cinephile. Okay. Go but ahead. it's the next day now. And yep. this is where I, uh, determined, this is the scene that made me decide once and for all, the police are incompetent because we have Joey and Kent at Mrs. Andrews place, the original crime scene, the whole movie. Kent is there to paint. Uh, and detective Jameson is there with binoculars looking out the window. Joey walks in, of course, and the detective talks to Joey. Well, how's it going finding your sister? You know, even though that's even though that's his job. As yeah, that's detective. a good point. I never thought about uh, that. <laughs> the detective. The detective asks Joey. Joey, how's it going finding your sister? How's it going that's finding your job? Yeah, dude. I- uh, I thought that's what the tax money pays you to do. <laughs> you fucking but, dick. Uh, exactly, you literal dick, which is slang for detective. Mm. And uh, um, the detective. Offers Joey his binoculars. You know, you want to look out and see if you can find the next victim. <laughs> it, you know, and, and talks about the killer being a planner. He talks about how he had he, he uh, forced entry into Deanne's place by cutting the 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 chain. Yep. Uh, but the other two crime scenes, he was able to walk right in. The, the detective said he he might have conned him his way in, and Joey's like. Joey points out, well, he might not have conned his way in. And the detective was like, well, what else would he have done? Get it, find the key under the doormat? It's like, no, these ladies might have known him. They might have let him in willingly, which is what Mrs. Andrews did, you stupid idiot. I mean, whenever there's, oh, like, I've watched enough uh, uh, pre- police procedurals <laughs> and I've listened to enough true crime where when there isn't forced entry, your first assumption is, oh, maybe the victim knew the killer. This guy sucks as a detective. And and so now we have two apartments where the killer did not have to force his way in and a third where he just clipped the, clipped the, the chain with uh, some wire cutters or whatever. 
Yeah. So uh, this guy obviously knows the building layout. He knows he knows all the people, uh, or he must have known at least two of the victims. Wouldn't they say the owner of the building be like the first suspect if I was a fucking detective? Yeah, because he does the maintenance too. I mean, he does the maintenance it, it, too. It, it, it really, it really, sucks. it really is. That's a great point about. The one got killed with a drill. One got killed with a hammer. One got killed with a nail, a nail gun. Yeah. Why don't we ask the maintenance man, who's also the owner <laughs> of the building, who can get into these Wait, units? How do we? Can we? How can we get close to this? The owner of the building. Yeah. Wait, his nephew Kent, who's right here in the room with us. Yeah, and it's so funny because this proves my point. Joey's a good junior detective. Hell, he's a yeah. fucking competent FBI agent in this movie. Yeah, Detective Jameson is the worst. And Joey basically says, stop trying to get in my mom's pants and find find my sister. <laughs> exactly. He didn't say that. I wrote that too. He must be thinking it. <laughs> because yeah. any, cause he, he after talking, after Joey talking to this incompetent fucking detective, yeah. he splits the apartment, leaving Kent to himself. Yeah. So And he runs back uh, upstairs to uh, his apartment. And his mom, hey, mom, can I grab your keys? She mysteriously is calling out of the bedroom. You never see her. She's like, they're on my purse. Yeah. I think she's getting the, the, the sniff sniff from uh, the detective. Oh, I thought. The detective left before Joey. He went downstairs <laughs> and said, it's time. If you want to find your daughter, let me touch them boobies. I thought they horrible. were. Yeah, you're right. Joanne yells from inside her bedroom. She never comes out. I thought they were going to. getting that cop dick. I thought they were going to. I'm just kidding, everyone. I'm just trying to. I thought they were going to cut into the bedroom. And she was gonna be in there, like with the killer, like holding her. Yeah, because it was hostage. it was it, like she couldn't pop her head out and say, "Hey, nope. honey, I'm in the shower," or I guess not. "Oh, I'm going to bed." Like you just hear her talking. I thought something the same. I thought the yeah, same thing. Something's something happening. is amiss in here. It was just her yeah. uh, smoking a shitty joint with that cop. And so um, Joey gets car keys and drives away. Did you notice it was the old? Um, this must have happened to a lot of cars back in the seventies. As he drove off, like the, the door the opened. side door yeah, opened up, he had, he had to grab it and shut it. Yeah, like, that used to happen to my grandparents' um, Oldsmobile when we were kids. <laughs> they had an Olds, and it would—I think it was an Oldsmobile. And yeah, if you took a corner, yeah, <laughs> the door would like open up. He had to grab it and shut it. How we didn't die when we were kids, I don't know. I, I, those memes still make me laugh. As like how things are different compared to when I grew up grew up to how things are different now. Like yeah. no helmet, skateboarding, fucking running around, mopeds, no helmet. Bench seats in the car. Yeah. With no seatbelts like at all. Gravitrons at the fucking state fair where you yep. just like stand up like the guy running at the car and you'd be like, Yeah, stand up, son. Yep. Now they have belts and shit. Car but doors popping I, open. It's insurance liability. I dig it. So but Joey is taking off. He got the door closed again. He's going to look around Vance's house. Why? And, um, because he's the junior fucking detective. Because he pieced it together like I did. Yeah. He he's said, like, wait, someone could yeah. get in here. Someone. Yeah. So, and Who guess has what, access to all guess, these apartment guess, units? And guess what he does? He sneaks into Vance's, sneaks garage, into Vance's garage, finds a toolbox, and guess what he finds in that toolbox? A bunch of bloody tools. The murder weapons. Yeah. So Joey should be on the police force. Um, Joey should be, <sighs> yes, headed to fucking Quantico, if, as far yeah, as I'm right. concerned. So Kent comes in. We have a little bit of a jump scare as Kent comes in, and Joey's like, hey, check this out. Look at this toolbox. And Kent's pretty much like, you know, Joey, I got to protect my family, more or less. And he turns on Joey. Yeah, that, this is what's weird to me because at first uh, he's like, well, a little, that's not blood. That's rust. And he's yeah. like, well, and, and Joey keeps proving that, no, blood, blood, blood. Your uncle did this. Your uncle and killed And just like Andy women. said, yeah. this is, again, it, this turns dark. It's yeah. like when I mentioned before. Kent turns on Joey. He takes a pan of what look, I think is probably like turpentine or paint remover 
I guess. No, uh, yeah, I thought it was gasoline. Maybe, gasoline. But yeah, yeah I, I th- it was over by the paint, so I assumed it was like paint remover, but it's flammable. It's, and yes. he throws it at Joey and gets him, you know, drenched in this stuff. And he's teasing him, lighting matches, like he's act- like, like teasing him like he's going to act him yep. on fire, and he's following him like this. Again, this scene goes on for five minutes, students, yep. and it's like him following with like lit matches that would go out as Joey is drenched in this uh, flammable, flammable solvent. Yeah. And uh, he's singing... Joey, Joey, burning bright, lit the night with firelight. Lighting matches and throwing them yeah. at Joey. And then eventually, I was, I did this, like, even Jody like, was like, wow, he dies. He yeah. fucking flames that Kent fucker lit, up. Kent lit the rest of the pack of matches yeah. at once and threw it in. Joey is lit. Literally. <laughs> oh. Like, he's not drunk. Yep. He's lit. Like, he he's literally him. on burn. So I meant to make the joke for my dick shot kill that the killer really nailed the girl. Ah, I should have done this. My dick kill shot, yeah. like that dick Can kill shot. Can I erase was lit. everything back to that point and we'll go pick Let's back just redo the up, podcast. Because <laughs> I want to do Joey's and say, yeah, his 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 kill is on fire. But I think I've yeah. done that before in one of our other ones. Probably hit, the burning his, or hit, something. Yeah, yeah like yeah. <laughs> that kill was lit. Right. Yeah, okay. So as anyway, the kids would say. But uh, so Joey is dead, and as the screams come from the garage, Vance is kind of playing with Lori. He's got and a he's little like, doll. Yeah, and he's like, you hear those screams? Those are just kids playing. Those are just kids playing. Dude, those are not kids playing when you hear, ah! Yeah. Yeah. Lori, that's your brother burning to death <laughs> in the garage. <laughs> in the garage. That's what it is. It's not kids. You, this, I mean, it sounds nothing like kids. Yeah. Kids, but yes. Kent, <laughs> but, I mean, not like pains of death. Go ahead. Kent, Kent obviously had to stay in the garage there and put that fire out, right? Because it was a inferno. Like, it's Joey burning alive in the garage. It's an attached garage. He had to stay there with a fire extinguisher or something, right? Yeah, Otherwise, was, the whole house would have gone Yeah, there was a lot in there, wasn't yeah. there? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, continuity. But, but, yeah, he's just advances. Like, it's the kids. They're, they're, they sometimes scream. This even is, on the weekends, yeah, he says, or something. Yeah, partying, having fun, kids mm-hmm. being kids. Now, this is where, again, keeps taking more darker turns, Andy. Agreed. Kent runs inside and discovers his uncle. Uh, is the one that's been holding Lori captive. And he's like, wait, dude. What have you done? Yeah, this is horrible. Wait, fucking dickbag. You just killed one of your friends by lighting him on fire. And now you're freaking out. Kent killed this girl's brother. Yes, and now you're freaking out about your uncle Uncle holding on to, you know, maybe you know he killed those girls. Even your friend told you he killed those girls, and you're cool with it. Yeah, and he's going, what what have you done? What have you done? Uh, And... Again, taking turns, taking turns, Andy. Ancestral. Uh... Uh, Vance tells yeah. Lori that um, this is Kent. You remember Kent? He used to keep you safe because he's referring to Lori as Kathy, his daughter. He used to keep you safe. He used to keep those boys away from you. He used to keep those boys from making you dirty. Uh, and Kent comes clean <laughs> saying, I didn't protect her from boys. I fucked the shit out of Me her. Me and her would sneak away and make love. I'm sorry, that came I, I made love to my cousin. Kent and Lo and, and Kathleen Kathleen. Fifteen years old, sophomore, banging. and he's probably like a junior senior. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah. He used to bang his cousin. Yep. And so Vance flips out on this and of goes, course. What you you fuck hey nephew, you were fucking my yeah. daughter? He is anti Sinful behavior, as He's we know. An- <laughs> well, I'm I'm anti incest. Maybe I am. Me but too. Who's, who, it's none of my business. Well, if you want to fuck mm, your cousin, you can. I don't know, man. That's a family tree that needs more branches before. <laughs> I've heard. I've read on. I'm on, sure it's not my illegal. friends. My friend's uncle's best friend's cousin on Facebook posted that if you fuck your first cousin, if you make love to your first cousin, that eighty percent of the time 
if you have a kid, it's going to be cool. I'm still. I read it on Facebook. I'm still anti. Right. Sorry. But, you have common grandparents. That's no way. I draw a line. I know, but it, again, it just keeps getting darker and darker. So, yeah. uh, of course, once uh, Vance hears that Kent has made love to his dead daughter, he yeah. attacks him. Chases just, him into the kitchen. And this, after a long, drawn-out fight, uh, Vance stabs... He stabs no, that little Kent. doll. He stabs yeah. Vance uh, in the hand holding the doll. Kent stabs Vance in the hand yeah, And Vance the... starts saying, you killed her again. You killed her again because the head pops off of that doll. You killed Kathy again. And Vance ad- advances... <laughs> Hey! <laughs> on, on Kent, and the knife goes into his belly and kills him. So yeah, after a long drawn out fight, uh, Vance is now dead uh, with a knife um, under the 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 person holding the knife being his nephew Kent. Yeah, and now it seems like the crazy the crazy comes out even more. To Kent. Now. Yeah, <laughs> he takes he washes off the bloody doll. He brings it back to Lori. Puts the head back on. Yeah, it. she yeah. thinks she's safe. Fuck hell no, she's not safe. He frees her, and you're you're great now. Unties her and everything, and she even yells, "I'm free, Mom, Joey, I'm free." And uh, Kent starts treating her like she's Kathy. No, uh, uh, he said that. Well, maybe he did force it on Kathy, but he, he starts forced... smooching her. Which I thought because he cuts her, he cuts her free with some scissors. Yeah, foreshadowing. Yeah. Uh, and but I thought she was gonna get away, but unfortunately, the scene develops like he took. Like horrific he, advantage of he her. He misses her, his cousin, and Lori's been a stand-in. So, like, he he, so he he takes advantage of her. He forces himself upon he her. He forces himself upon yeah. her. This fucker is, should die right yeah. away, which, uh, as she lays next to him, uh, after they've done it, like, Yeah, they do, cool. like, a fade yeah. to a next scene where uh, he doesn't have his shirt on. It's nighttime. She's got uh, the nightgown on still, but um, he's laying there just sort of idly rubbing her arm. Thank you, Andy. And, he, and he's like, we're married now, Lori. This is what it's like to be married. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. That's not what it's like to be married. <laughs> it's not. I'm not laughing uh, at it because it really, like, it turned dark. This movie turned dark as fuck. And Lori said something like, are you going to tell Joey? And he says, Joey's gone. And she's like, Joey's gone like your uncle is gone? Did you kill him? More or less, uh, Lori learns that Kent has killed killed uh her brother uh and she sort of rolls over and sees the scissors on the bedside table so this is and, when we um, get to the next scene where yeah she's walking like she's like a ghost she's in walking a parking lot ghostly in a parking lot uh her in a bloody nightgown nightgown carrying the scissors so and, that, and, and she looks just uh comatose confused like out yeah, of zombie, it bloody, yeah. yes as text appears on the screen, and this is what the text reads um, as it comes on. Okay. The events dramatized in this film actually took place in 1967. Lori Ballard spent from 1967 until 1970 in a mental institution. In April 1974, Joanne Ballard, her mother, was killed in a single-car accident. In 1975, Lori Ballard married. She and her husband now have one child and live in California in the San Fernando Valley, approximately four miles from where her brother... Vance and Kent Kingsley died. And all the names in that text are in quotes. Yeah. Implying that they've changed the names to protect the innocent. I fell for it. Uh, yeah, I did a little investigating that none of yeah, it's no, not yeah, true. So it's not based on a true story at all. They just marketed it that way, like inspired by true events. It was good. Yeah, it's a good Because you didn't have Google. You didn't have Alexa. You didn't have shit and, like where you could just like. Right. Like, is that fucking true? And yeah. Like, look it up. Yeah. Like, how would you? You'd have to go to the library, encyclopedias. Right. Like, yeah. That, Dewey Decimal System. Yeah. Try to find something. No <laughs> <laughs> shit, though. Good call. But they rolled the credits. Rolled credits. After that. And that's. Uh, 
That's uh, two box murders. Two box murders so. This actually, the killings did happen in Michigan. Um, I don't know what year, but where a, a dude, a ser- used, some serial killing. Well, not, yeah, this like place. some guy killed like. With, and with they tools re- from a toolbox. Yeah, they remade this in 2004, and then the guys from Macabre Daily told me that they're remaking it again. Like, this is cool. Be, so I'd like to look at that. I did hear uh, that we, the 2004 one's better than this one. I'd like to wa- see. We got to do because yeah. we've also got we've also got the woods. Uh, don't go in the woods. Like, yeah. So I know we've got some things planned for next season. Yeah. But uh, this one, re- see, I think we're never gonna run long. And sorry, That's gang, fine. we ran a little long. But uh, we're gonna take a break. We'll be right back. Kill count. And what are we watching next, next week, week motherfuckers? <laughs> and we're back. And no, I never did take off my pants. No. Yeah, that was all a joke. We're goofy. We're goofballs here at Slash. You are not serious. I wasn't masturbating during that podcast. We're goofing around <laughs> all the time. Never. <laughs> oh, shit. So yes, that's I the was. Toolbox Murders. Thank you for listening. Kill uh, count. The kill count. Not a lot this week compared to... Compared to Don't Go in the Woods last Yeah, that week. was good. I was impressed with that uh, I'm only looking at eight. If we count... You count his daughter. Kathy in the car accident yep. at the beginning of the movie. You yep. see her. You don't count the ones you don't see. Like, that's what I think. Well, okay. Do we count Kent? <clears throat> Go ahead. Burp in the mic. I did, that, no one could hear that. Everybody could hear that. No, they didn't. That was uh, me going... <clears throat> oh, okay. Uh, anyway, start over. Mrs. Andrews. Yep. Well, well Kathy first in the car yep. accident. Mrs. Andrews, the yep. alcoholic lady... Debbie, uh, Mrs. Andrews was drilled. Debbie took a hammer in the stairwell. Drilled, that's another joke. Didn't we use that mutilator? Sorry, anyway. You're right. Uh, Maria, then, who stumbled in on the scene uh, after Debbie's death, was killed with a screwdriver. Then Deanne. She was screwed. Wow. Then Deanne, our um, girl who was pleasuring herself, got nailed. (laughs) That was Mrs. Andrews. Ah! Mrs. Andrews was your dick shot. Uh, Maria, or Deanne was mine. And then uh, Joey was set on fire by Kent. And then Uncle Vance was killed by Kent. And then um, Kent? We count Kent? It doesn't happen on screen. Lori turns oh, over. She looks at the right. scissors. I see what you're saying while you looked at me weird during that when I said that. Yes, look, I, I would yeah. count as him being dead. Because yes. then we smash cut to Lori with blood all yeah, over that like, nightgown. Because the story would have said, like, Kent, it would have said, Kent, no one knows. It would have left he, it open. Yeah, yeah, like, he remains. So that's eight. Yeah. If, if we count all those. Yeah, I definitely folks. would count him as so dead. That's eight. So um, pretty good. I mean, I this movie had a little bit of everything. Incest. Uh, it had a killer with some psychological Masturbation. Issues. Masturbation. Nudity. Bubes. Biosh. Didn't have heavy metal. Didn't have as many kills or as yeah. gore factors. Didn't I have like. cannibalism. That's yeah. like the one thing like I noticed I still, nothing missing. is nothing. <laughs> Blood Diner and the Mutilator are like the two movies that I think are the raddest. I think Andy can agree with that one. Yeah. The least two ones that I think are the least raddest out of the fucking 52 that we've seen, 51, whatever. Um, Final Exam and Sledgehammer. Yeah, and X-Rays. The X-Rays third, but I yeah, don't even know terrible. my I don't even know my third favorite movie. Maybe uh We should go back and redo Final or uh, Blood um Blood Diner because that was I liked early. Intruder. I liked Intruder. I thought that was pretty bad. And The Mutilator was fucking sick. But Blood Diner was so early in our podcasting careers was number might, four. might be worth it to do it over can you believe finally the war i mean that was scary that was the second movie we saw second movie i was like holy shit i knew we were going to be saved and like yeah. everything's gonna be okay yeah but i was like should we really be doing this podcast because this movie sucks. movie number two ball sacks <laughs> all right hey so that um, brings us to new number 55 is coming it number, up next week episode number 55 uh, yeah. probably our 53rd movie though that we've watched because yeah. we've had two episodes where we just talk it's fine. Ask you and our uh, slashy awards. So, it, did you count the content one? 
Huh? No, it's not right, on good. there. So check it out. Uh, it's outside the chronology. We found a pretty cool movie from 1987. It's it's exactly 90 minutes. 1987. Yep. It's called Stage Fright. Woo-woo! Um, and it's available to watch on Shudder um, or AMC Plus, which is uh, one of the Amazon Prime uh, pre- premier channels, pre- premium channels. Um, a group of stage actors lock themselves in a theater for the rehearsal of their upcoming musical, unaware that an escaped psychopath has sneaked into the theater with them. IMDb's got the violence and gore factor at severe. So promises to hopefully be a lot of kills, or if there's not a lot, then they're very gory. So we might get a couple of dick shot kills. Next dick week. shot! Kill of the week! Stage uh, fright. Stage fright. Uh, go check it out. I know most of you have Shudder. We are live on slashypodcast.com and slashu underscore podcast on Instagram. Instagram, yeah. Uh, we're trying to figure out passwords and shit right now for that one. But that said, we got plenty of reasons, uh, plenty of ways to hit us up, to communicate yeah. with us. I know we ask this a lot. Rate, review, leave a comment, anything, man. It helps There's us a, out. There should be, going forward, a link in the show notes, the episode notes on your favorite <laughs> podcaster player where you can support the show. Support the like. show, yes, with a, a dollar or... Maybe two dollars. Like if you're yeah, feeling maybe five or ten dollars. We want to extra generous. I'm gonna be honest. We just we want to shuck in a buck. We there's merch we want to put out. Beer koozies, mesh hat, mesh trucker. Like not trucker. I wouldn't I don't mind. Like uh, these mics are good, but I, there's better mics you could get. I would love a little sound effect board where we could add an echo every time you're doing. Oh. Andy's, Andy's, we could add an echo so you don't have to do that. And maybe get some more diet Dr. Peppers. We for could you. do that. Yeah, yeah, and and the rest goes to beers. So, beers so um <laughs> support the show tell your friends and um thanks for listening and eat tofurkey yeah so i hope everybody had a great thanksgiving we'll be back uh stage right yeah stage right until next time class dismissed yay whoopee whoopee Three.